and Bucker. Down the sideline, touchdown! And he looks the other way, and it's intercepted! Welcome to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Inside the five, Watkins to the end zone. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino and GEHA Insurance. Here are your hosts, Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. After your Kansas City Chiefs pull out a victory. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Over the Minnesota Vikings, a 44-yard field goal for Harrison Butker in the closing seconds as Matt Moore and your Chiefs find a way to knock off the Vikings in a game they probably should have never been in. They win by three points, improve to 6-3 and three on the season. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show is presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. Call us, 913-576-7610. You can hit us on the Protein House. Eat with a purpose text line, 69 69- Three zero six, a game you never should have won. You pulled out it, pulled it out, Jay Binkley. No, they really did. This this Vikings team was no joke. This was a good win for the Kansas City Chiefs. It is a win where they had what sixty percent of the fans were Vikings. We'll get to that because that's embarrassing. But the Chiefs get a win for Matt Moore, and this is imperative. And I know people are you know hitting us up and the the play calling. What no, this play calling was fine. This Minnesota Vikings defense was good. Their, their defense was good. The Chiefs put a game plan together. They played physical football, and they did it for four quarters. It wasn't one of these, like, surprise second quarter. They put it for four quarters. Chris Jones was a man-child today. He's been missed for this Kansas City Chiefs team. Now, when the team starts getting healthier, look for this team to go on quite a run. We talked about just how good the Chiefs' skill position players are. I mean, you look, Tyree kills Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. They today, stepped up. Today, I thought Kelsey came out of the gate and was a reliable target for Matt Moore. Matt Moore today, fumbling aside, which got a little weird at the end, was outstanding. He connected with Tyree Kill on a number of deep balls uh, in stride, incredible. Uh, six receptions for 140 yards of three big passes to Tyree Kill, including the touchdown, including the final catch there for 13 yards that put Harrison Butker in a great position to hit a 44-yard field goal. And, Jay, I don't know if you felt like this about Harrison Butker, but I didn't feel like I always was comfortable with him in this type of spot, but he proved me wrong twice today. A 54-yarder to tie it, and then a 44-yarder minutes apart to win the football game. Especially taking that 14-yard loss. This would be a lot closer field goal for Harrison Butker. He came through that thing good for at least 57, 58 yards the way it went through. But Matt Moore was tough. He had a little bit of the problems there at the end with the, with the ball security. Right. And I think that that's a real thing right there. But it was about just getting the win. And you know why Matt Moore's here. This is why he's here. He's gritty. He understands the playbook. This is why Andy Reid trusted him. And they needed to get a win. They needed to be either beat the Packers, which they almost did. They needed to beat the Vikings. Just, just keep the team afloat. Now they have a three-game lead in this division. Let's keep the team afloat until Pat Mahomes can come back. And gradually. The Chiefs will improve in various areas when guys start getting healthy. You saw the first of that today with Chris Jones. But I'll tell you this. They ran the ball effectively, and I know 91 yards was on one run with Damian Williams. I felt that they were playing tough physical football. They, they were kind of winning the line of scrimmage against the Vikings, which are very good up front, both offensively and defensively. And like you said, guys stepped up. Travis Kelsey, four for eight last, last week. Eight targets, four catches, seven for nine today. 
You know, you make those close catches. Guys needed to step up for Matt Moore. Travis Tyree Kill continues to step up. Six catches, 140 yards. But Travis Kelsey stepped up. Damian Williams stepped up. This is what you have to do if Matt Moore starting. How about the Chiefs? He was good too. Don't don't. don't he made two great throws to Tyree Kill with hands in his face. Sure. He stood in the pocket. A lot of quarterbacks melt down there. He stood. He took the hit. He knew he was going to get hit, and he delivered the football. A lot of props to Matt Moore for being tough in this game. To me, too, the Chiefs' defense simply outstanding today against a really good offense, and the Chiefs needed the defense to step up and and, and hold down that end of the bargain. They Best were game. Good Best up game. Front, front. They were good in coverage. Yeah, Denver was good, but. And and you know what? It, it ended up with a twenty six to twenty three victory for your Kansas City Chiefs. If you want to get involved, nine one three five seven six seven six ten. We'd love to hear from you, especially if you were out at the stadium today. Let's take the first call. Chester, how's it going? Oh, this is excellent. Uh, Destiny bound. Let no man take your crown. When you're in close games, how do you close it out? The fourth quarter, making clutch plays. Defense attitude, offense attitude, pulling for one another, special teams, the kicking, everybody united together because there's a destiny. Oh, this, 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 this is what it's all about. You know, this is how you grow, develop, grit and nasty, close games, you know, in the hunt to make a statement. And when you get your identity and when people get healed, you make more of a statement. You're talking about who motivates the motivator. Is the great ones playing out of the pay grade or the least paid playing out of the pay? No, we have each other. And this time I can say the, 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 the machine, the cleaning machine, the agitation is up. Winning get, machine, Chester, winning machine. Well, <laughs> cleaning and winning machine is getting the, keeping the clothes up and clean. That's right. This, 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 this is what it's all about. This is what you yell for. This is what you live for. This is what you make your money worth in different things. Payday, paycheck, pay grade, and everybody's involved. You're putting the KC in KC. This is what it's all about. We can see our direction. We know our destiny. Getting everybody involved. Can't wait for the next game. And getting getting the people healthy. God bless them. Keep up the good work. Another victory for the for the coach that got over 200. And this is what it's all about. We can celebrate together. God bless you. Thank you for the call, Chester. Obviously very excited. The way this final drive worked, you were in field goal range or right about, and then Matt Moore takes that terrible sack, loses 10 yards, but a pass to Travis Kelsey for 17. Another pass to Tyree Kill after the weird Minnesota timeout for 13, and all of a sudden you're within 44 yards, and Harrison Butker steps up to the plate. A 44-yard attempt to win it for Kansas City. Harrison Butker trying to be the hero. Now, it might have been 50%, 60% Vikings fans, but the way that crowd sounded, you could never tell, at least on the radio, courtesy of CBS. Which shocks me. This is the Super Bowl favorite in the preseason. The Chiefs are leading their division by three games. Right. But I can see the Chiefs going on the road. They bring a lot of people on the road. But at home, having, there are Vikings fans everywhere. You could not throw a rock without hitting a Vikings fan in town this week. They go home uh, six hours away, unhappy with that performance, which I'm glad to see. 
The Denver game, let me rephrase that. The Denver game was impressive defensively, no doubt about it. Nine sacks in that game. But this Vikings team is different than that. The, the Broncos quit in that game. This Vikings team was feeling themselves. Well, the Broncos aren't even a playoff team. I know. This Vikings team had won four straight. They had the NFC Offensive Player of the Month in Kirk Cousins. Third best rushing team in the NFL, 160 yards a game. NFL's leading rusher in Dalvin Cook. The, the, the prescription was there. The Chiefs had to step up, try to, uh, you know, wade the waters, get that W, um, so we don't have to look and reference when the last time they won four, lost four games at Arrowhead. Glad that that stat's out of the window, so we don't have to look it up. But they need to get this W until Mahomes comes back. I felt this was a gut check. Been talking about the gut check all week. Protein now, see with the purpose text line, 69306. Calls it gut check. Yeah, those that need to step up do. Travis Kelsey, after the last game, was upset with himself. Some of the drops. You know, he's going to be relied on to come up with consistent plays. He did. Tyree Kill was simply amazing today. Uh, several times for the Chiefs, including catching Damian Williams. The only guy on that field to catch Damian Williams was Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, incredible. Quick correction on the courtesy. That was from Fox to call with Harrison Butker hitting the 44-yarder. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Reggie from Anaheim, what's going on? Hey, man, so I'll keep this short and sweet. Um, shout out to the defense, man. I'm, I'm, I'm officially ready to buy in, uh, on this, on this Chiefs defense. The last three games, they've played tough. Uh, they've played complimentary football. They've played downhill. The tackling has been good for the most part. Getting Chris Jones back has been key. I think they're starting to gel. I think they're starting to figure out, um, you know, who they are and they're applying a lot of pressure. And I think that I haven't looked at the stats yet, but they might have held Dalvin Cook under 100 yards rushing today. Um, so 71, that's, yes, Reggie. Significantly. Yeah, so, yeah, if you, had, if you had told me they would keep him under 100, man, like I would have I checked to see uh, if you were smoking some of that Cali good. But um, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to say was uh, I think I'm ready for uh, for Damian Williams to take over the running back uh, spot full time. Right. Um, the Shady McCoy experiment was cute. <laughs> but uh, but I'm ready for him to go back to the bench, and I'm ready to, to elevate Darwin Thompson over him. And I think you roll with Damian Williams. I think you roll with Darwin Thompson because I still think Darwin Thompson is your most explosive running back that you have on the roster. But great job all around, man. Uh, we, we get that win, and then we gain a game, we gain a game on the Colts. So, uh, everybody have a nice Sunday, man. I'll talk to you all later. Good, good call, Reggie. Darwin Thompson inactive today for the Chiefs, so – the Chiefs brass do not see it, or Andy Reid does not see it as the explosive player that I think a lot of us do or saw in St. Joe. The other thing, too, Chiefs four penalties today, three last week. That's seven in the last two weeks. We're talking about a team that had 22 in two straight games earlier this season, but seven penalties the last two weeks, I think I think key for the Kansas City Chiefs, showing a lot more discipline on football. And the other thing, too, is that identity. That identity was starting to show itself about this defense. People have been talking about this identity, and I like that. I like talking about, do they have an identity? Because the Vikings were talking about this. Nationally, they were talking about it. Zimmer was asked about it this week. Kirk Cousins asked about it this week. Do the Chiefs have a newfound identity on defense? It was one that was about putting pressure. Cousins asked a lot about pressure. He's very good with pressure, but asked a lot about that question. The Chiefs' relentless, aggressive style. I felt the Vikings counterbalanced that a little bit with the screen passes where they did have some success, throwing the running backs out of the backfield, which continues to be an Achilles heel for the Kansas City Chiefs, but they were asked about that. And I didn't feel the identity was there against Green Bay because you let them run the ball at the end of the game. They had the ball for five minutes, took your soul, backed on the one-yard line, and only had Aaron Rodgers throw the football once as they ran, ran, ran. That's why I wasn't completely sold. You had to put it together for four quarters. I was impressed with this defense today. 
And are they finding a new identity? Yeah, I, I think they are. I think this defense is finding a new identity. I was waiting for them to put four quarters together. Saw that today, the way they shut down this Vikings running game. I, I think it's fair to say an identity was starting yeah. to go in the last couple of weeks. I think today you put the nail in the coffin. The identity has been set, at least to this point. Yeah, thank you, Reggie, for the call. And something he pointed out is that Dalvin Cook was held for 116 yards from scrimmage today. And I think if you're a Chiefs fan coming into this game, if you could say yards from scrimmage for Dalvin Cook, a guy who puts up near 200 most weeks or is capable of doing that, you sign up for 116 yards. That's a good job. And you notice some of the adjustments of of the Vikings in the second half with some of these screens. Eventually, the Chiefs were able to figure it out and and manage to find a way to win uh, this football game. And it is becoming a, a part of the identity for uh, the Chiefs defense, where it's aggressive and you don't know where the pressure is coming from. You don't know when they're going to blitz. You don't know who they're going to blitz with. You're finally getting, I think, what they've been talking about. It felt like lip service for a long time. Oh, they just need to play together. Oh, they just need to play together. They just need time in the system. Well, I think you're starting to see the fruits of what Steve Spagnuolo has been talking about for weeks and weeks. And Matt Moore was clutch. A couple throws with, with, with the hands in the face. I think he showed some toughness, albeit he got away with a few there at the end. Right. You know, dropping the football, bad ball security. There was at least three where the Vikings were blitzing that he kind of dropped the football. I mean, once he's like, when Harrison Smith blitzed, he like just dropped the football but showed toughness. I felt the Chiefs showed overall toughness today. And Derek Nottie's been showing flashes at times in the run game. I love the way he's pushing linemen around, right. making the play on the other side of the line. Ogba continues to be a good player. He likes me, hates you, Pete. As we've talked to him in the that. locker room, yeah, he gives yeah. me full answers. He gives you little short answers, right. but he's showing up to play. Yeah, I don't know why he, he dislikes me, but I like him, I don't know. so maybe it's a one-sided relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at Matt Moore, though, and and yes, the, I think at the end of the game, you can get a little nitpicky and say you got to be more careful with the football. Well, if things are go right for the Chiefs, Moore's tenure as, as a player this year should pretty much be over if everything goes right. I think Patrick Mahomes will start next week. What do you want from your backup? You want them to hold down the fort so there were two starts for Matt Moore I think everybody would have taken one and one he was able to get the job done today against a really good Vikings team that probably makes the playoffs who's your backup going forward Moore Henny I think it has to be more because I'm with you you on that because you've seen it you've seen it recently ask her back (laughs) I you know I I think it just unfortunately I I, and maybe the Chiefs end up carrying or uh, uh Gannon Right, maybe the Chiefs end up carrying three quarterbacks here the rest of the way, and, and I wouldn't blame them for that more uh, doing an outstanding job. The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show presented by 7th Street Casino. Get in touch with us, 69306. It's a protein house. Eat with the purpose. Text line 913-576-7610. Albert, what's on your mind? Albert, you there? Hey, I'm here. One thing that I noticed is before Mahomes went down, we were the more talented team. A lot of the little things didn't, uh, and we lost. There was a lot of the little things that didn't go our way, drop passes, penalties, and turnovers. However, when Mahomes did go down and we were the less talented team, those things didn't go our way also, and that would result in a loss. When you're the less talented team, you need those little things to go your way. And while we did have the turnover today, we didn't have the penalties. We didn't have the drops. And you did see those things from the Vikings, which I think really contributed. Well, we did have the very costly turnover with Hardman on the return where it set the Vikings up at the 38-yard line. But one thing for the Chiefs is we, we saw them kind of play a little bit like they should play. And I'm talking about long, extended drives. 
Probably my favorite drive of the game resulted in a field goal, a 24-yarder by Harrison Butker. The Chiefs went 17 plays the second quarter. They go 17 plays, 85 yards, but they took almost nine minutes off the clock. There was a fourth down conversion in that? Yeah, yeah. it took almost nine minutes off the clock. It resulted in a 24-yard field goal, but that's good. You keep the Vikings, who did come in this game as the third-best yards from scrimmage team on offense in the NFL, the fifth-best defense. The Chiefs haven't played a team with the kind of balance they saw today with the Minnesota Vikings. Thielen tried to get a, a go at the beginning. I think he's an added weapon for him. But you know what? The Chiefs have a ton of injuries, and again, injuries aren't an excuse. But one thing we saw, Pete, is the Chiefs finally stepped up. You know, they've been relying on Mahomes. I've been saying this. They've been relying on Mahomes to bail them out, whether it's offensively, defensively, the penalties, the play calling. And this goes from Andy Reid to the rest of the players. They've relied too much on Pat Mahomes. Pat wasn't walking through that door. Other guys had to step up, and I thought finally they did. Yeah, I, I, I think you have a point there you know, to an extent. I, I, I do think unless you have a franchise quarterback, you're not winning the Super Bowl anyway. So in, in a sense, you do have to rely on Patrick Mahomes. That being said, it did feel like the Chiefs simply couldn't win a game without him. Imagine everybody stepping up with Pat Mahomes. Imagine the defense stepping up and being viable with Patrick Mahomes. Imagine that combination of elite quarterback and defense playing like they did today. Pat Mahomes hasn't seen good defense. And I'm not going to trot out his high school numbers like I like doing. Even though he scored 60 and 56 his last two years in high school in the playoffs and lost. Had a terrible defense at Texas Tech, the worst in the nation. He hasn't had a defense. Step up for Pat Mahomes. Put two and two together. And really step up for your season. I talked about just winning football games in general. Just win the game. Because you never know what's going to happen. We go to Pittsburgh today. We're the Indianapolis Colts. We talked about how they're going to be a threat to potentially get that number two seed from you, uh, Brissett goes down. And all of a sudden, Hoyer's in the game, and he's not able to come up with the victory, 26-24 final in Pittsburgh. And now all of a sudden, you're going to get Patrick Mahomes back, and everything is right in front of you. You may not be able to get the number one seed because of the way the New England Patriots defense is playing and Tom Brady's holding down the fort. Could suffer an L tonight, though. Exactly. You don't know what's going to happen, so just take care of business. Matt Moore comes in for two games, is able to go one and one really two and one if you consider the rest of that Thursday night football game, and good on him to be able to do what you have a backup there to do, and that's hold down the fort while you're waiting for your starter to get back. Dan and KCK, what's on your mind? Hi, Pete. Hi, Bing. Well, that was a great game. Great uh, winning field goal by Harrison Buckner, and great defense by the Chiefs to hold uh, Delvin Cook. And forget Delvin Cook. How about Stephon Diggs? One one carry for 12 yards. That was great. Let's take care of time. See Harry, so guys. Not only the one carry for 12 yards, Stefan Diggs, four targets, but only the one reception for four yards. The play that stands out in my mind is Travarius Ward. I talked to him this week. He says, I'm really gaining confidence now. Week after week, I'm feeling better and better about it. We actually had the opportunity to talk to Sam Madison this week, who reaffirmed everything that Travarius Ward said. And it's not just lip service. I said that before. You saw it against one of the better receivers over the past few weeks in the National Football League, playing Diggs really well today. No, he did. Jarvis Ward deserved some attention, some credit for the way he played today. I thought it was a solid play. The way he was manning up, the way he was going for the football. Jarvis Ward's turned a corner. And I, I know he's often criticized at times, but this secondary has been good. They only get better with a better pass rush, which they've been able to develop, which only helped these guys even further. Even though they were, they were playing well, you do have to take some of that back because teams are or have been able to to run against the Kansas City Chiefs. But overall, I'm just impressed with their hit-him-in-the-mouth style. The Chiefs have been ran over and hit in the mouth on defense at times. Today, I felt like they stood, stepped up and became the assertive team. And this is some big news out of the postgame presser. 
Chiefs head coach Andy Reid said there are no new injuries to report. So not only do you get the win for the first time in as long as you can remember. Let's borrow Gruden. No Knock new, on wood if you're with me, Pete. No new injuries to report. It's huge. When you get Patrick Mahomes back and everyone is playing this well, defense included, finally the skill positions. You have Sammy, Travis, and Tyreek all together. Tyreek looks like an all-pro for sure. Uh, I think next-gen stats sit on that Damian Williams 91-yard run. He, he was faster from scrimmage than he ever was before. He He's healthy, ready to go. And there's been some arguments about that between next-gen stats and Joseph Potts, who hit me up. But the other two were on kick returns. Right, right. But point being, everything is starting to peak after the halfway point. How many times in the past do we sometimes feel, shoot, the Chiefs peak a little too early. This is starting to feel like, okay, now you can get some steam going. There are seven games left. You you get some steam going, and you ride right into the playoffs with your MVP quarterback. Luke from North Kansas City, what's on your mind? Hey, Luke. I, uh, hey, Bink, you know me. Hi, so, um, just question, that, that last caller, does he also work as an auctioneer? Who, Dan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, if I had an auction, I'd have Dan. You could have a side business. I'd have sure. Dan Anchester. Yeah. So um, I was just wanting to say, I think that your summer of spags thing was like really on point because Pete's deal, yeah. I think that really there was a lot of work to undo with you know with all the things that Bob Sutton left, and so now you're starting to see the fruits of Spags' labor because you know like he had to get the guys thinking in a different mindset, different formations. Now you're actually seeing kind of the fruits, and we're peaking at a good time too. Like you know. We're playing better now on defense, and Mahomes is going to come back. Obviously, Tyreek is 100% healthy because he was actually back there trying to catch punts, and yeah. as a byproduct, they were losing 20 yards like they were last year. So I'm really happy with this win. This team did not even have Frank. A great call. And by the way, I'm not your father, Luke. Luke calls my night show a lot and asks your, if I'm your son. father. He's up with the school with his mom. By the way, have you guys him. seen Reed on the videos yet of getting into the locker room? No, I don't I think I've ever seen, seen Andy Reid that jacked or yoked up. Dude, before. he was jacked up when Buckner <laughs> hit I mean, not the game-winning field goal. Hit that fifty-four yarder. You should have seen how animated he was. Yeah, he's he's excited. If you haven't seen it online, man, it's uh, but, but it's I a think sight to see. What you what you said is important, and I remember Lil J used to say this as well. As far as finding your momentum, you know, at the turn, finding that momentum, you, you might have your rough stretch, but you got to be able to close. You know, you got to get stronger. I, I wish the Chiefs would take Arrowhead back. And make it that place it was. Uh, it's not that place when you're overrun by that many fans. It's not. It's not. It, and it, it, it really did appear that tickets were sold to Vikings. The skull chant was sure, incredibly sure. annoying. I can't imagine if I was at the game and please tell us if you were there. That had to have been annoying. See people do the skull chants. Not only that, you got to hold your beer because they they put their arms way out when they do that skull chant. Can spill your beer very annoying. Yeah, I I, I can't imagine being next to a Vikings fan who no. knocks my beer over with. No. A, a skull chant. The Chiefs win 26-23. to 23. If you want to get in touch with us, talk to myself and Jay Binkley and Dusty Likens back there. 913-576-7610. Protein House, eat with a purpose, text line 69306. We're going to keep it going for the next two hours or so. Get in touch with us. It's the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. 
Get in touch with us, 913-576-7610, or call us on the Protein House, eat with purpose, text line 69306. The Chiefs coming away with an improbable victory, 26-23. Matt Moore beats Kirk Cousins, who I think was a little bit of a version of Bad Kirk today. We got we got a dose of Bad Kirk when we needed it. Well, he's been that way this year. They were Thielen complaining, Diggs maybe wanted to trade. There's been a lot of drama with that team, but they were feeling themselves. One four straight, they're feeling good. Everything was fine. The Vikings fans were buying into it. They were driving down here, buying tickets, uh, going to all the barbecue restaurants, having a lot of fun. Uh, enjoy your ride home, Viking fans. Enjoy. <laughs> this is from the Protein House. Eat with a purpose. You come to the Royals. You come to the Royals. Everybody they loves like Kansas it here. City. But I think anyone Minnesota visits, people like it more. Anyone who visits Kansas City loves it. Uh, the, the economy definitely appreciates them because they, they've been great for the Royals, too. From the 913, Arrowhead not like the 90s crowd. From the 417, Arrowhead's mystique has been killed by TV timeouts. <laughs> this in from Next Gen Stats. Harrison Butker's 54-yard game-tying field goal late in the fourth quarter was the most improbable attempt of his NFL career, 483 percent make probability finishes with four for four field goals including the 44 yard game winner let's keep it going on the phone lines kyle what's on your mind hey guys how's it going hey kyle i just wanted to say go chiefs kingdom say that defense still got to be hungry they still they can't overhype it let's keep it going we've only had two straight games i'm not trying to talk it down or nothing like that but let's keep this going i think we can do it i think we can uh Keep on leaning. I want to see Mahomes back after the bye, to be honest with you. Give him a little more time, but I think we can do it. I think Matt Moore can handle it, especially with Tennessee coming up and this in San Diego. I think we can get her done. Go Chiefs. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, thank you, Kyle, for the call. The reality is he's coming back next week. I mean, that just is what it is. Everything you hear points in that direction. He looked fantastic today. He looks to be at least close to 100%. I imagine he practices this week, and then you ultimately get a reveal from the Chiefs on Friday that he will be the starter against the Titans. Not only that, but this uh, tweet by Jay Glazer, who's really on top of things and you know knows a lot of sources, he said the reason Mahomes isn't playing today, this is what he said before the game, Doc told him he had a 40% chance of re-dislocating kneecap inside of 21 days, but does go down to 10 to 15% after 21 days. Today is 17 days. So it significantly goes 40% is pretty high high rate. <laughs> 40% when you're about stats or next gen, 40% for your kneecap possibly dislocated going down to 10 to 15% after 21 days and it'll be blowing way past that for the uh, Titans game. But th- those are numbers to consider. Uh he wanted to get back tonight. He did it in Denver. Um and as far as his defense stepping up the last two games, you could say they stepped up in the last three, yeah. although they didn't put four quarters together against Green Bay. But this has been a trend for more than just two weeks. Right. And and more than anything else, I just think for a while, and I'm in the locker room and, and at the pressers every day during the week, it seemed like, I don't want to say excuses, but it just seemed like kicking the can down to, to the stream. You know, like, let's just kick the can down the road until we – and get to get to the end of the season. At what point is the defense finally going to click? You're talking about it. You're talking about it. You're talking about it. When's it going to happen? You're finally seeing a trend. Okay, I can see what Spags was talking about in training camp. You're starting to see it. You're seeing the aggressiveness. You're seeing the unique looks. You're seeing the blitzes. I love the way the defense looks. Talk about a season. This is a 16-game season, right? 
What do you want? You want to be clicking at the right time. You need the defense to be chugging along, and you need Patrick Mahomes to come back, and you need all your pieces to be healthy and be chugging along and meet in the middle for what? The playoffs. And I think you're headed in that direction right now. It's a good time to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Not only that, but what Spags is dealing with. Chris Jones' last game was October the 6th against the Colts. November, And he clearly today proved he is your best player, yeah. your most important defensive player. And he did it without Frank Clark and Alex Okafor today, too. So he's not exactly been dealing with the full deck when he's putting this defense together. By the way, uh, from Harold R. Koontz from Fox 4, Ogba said that when he heard the skull chant, it was pissing him off. Not the only one. Yeah, you and Ogba... I got to say. Very tight. Very we, tight. We were in the locker room, very and, and we were doing a two-on-one interview, and he didn't really have care for my questions. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to admit that. Well, they were bad questions. And and it seemed like after the interview that he would maybe give you a hug if you, yeah, wanted, yeah. If you wanted one. And that's yep. uh, neither here nor there. Good game by game. Agba. So uh, it's all right. Um, it's all right. Mike, what's on your mind? Yeah, good win. Um, quick question. I know what? Uh, uh, Damian Williams came into camp. I know he was a little banged up, got in the doghouse, a little overweight. Um, I, I think McCoy's past is gone. Um, in the past, I understand how elusive McCoy is, but we, we can't continue to give him the ball, and he's not finishing runs. Uh, I've noticed in short yard situations, he gets hit. His legs go limp. It's not the McCoy of old that where he at least dives forward. Um, have you guys heard anything about utilizing Daryl Williams more in, in, in short yardage situations? Because McCoy, McCoy just doesn't have it. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of him. Just giving up. He's given up on runs. He's not finishing runs. Yeah, our own Steven Serta said he could be seen uh, on the sideline after he came out. Three carries for nine yards. He was on the stationary bike. Whereas you have Damian Williams, 12, 12 carries for 125 yards, one touchdown. But, of course, uh, that's spearheaded by the 91-yard touchdown where he made three quick moves, looked very shifty on the play. Reminded you of that preseason. I think it was the only run of the preseason. He had one run. He had the one wheel yards. run. I'm just saying, take it with caution, though. He did have 11 carries for 34 yards at about three yards a clip before that one run. So, take it with a grain of salt. You can't take the 91-yard run out. Tied Jamal Charles, franchise high. But 34 carries on 11 yards. Let's just be cautious, you know, with granting people and giving people that title. To me, I'd like to see more Darwin Thompson, but he must be doing something that Andy's just not sold on. What was odd is that running backs coach Dylan McCullough said we should expect more from Thompson soon this past week. They do let you talk to the assistants once in a while. He came up and said, you got to see this guy in practice. He's performing really well. We actually had a package for him last week. So my expectation was, hey, more Darwin Thompson this week. But you didn't see that. Damian Williams really had a breakout game. I think coming into this game, he only had 100 rushing yards. So he eclipses that for the for the whole part of the season. He had some. He had an injury. He was out uh, a game or two here. So Damian Williams, I think, one of your stars of the day. You get that ninety-one uh, yard touchdown. It ties Jamal Charles for the longest run uh, for scoring Chiefs history. That put the Chiefs up seventeen sixteen in the third quarter. As the rest of the game played out, they would need more points than that. You, what's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Hey, um, first of all, I said a while ago that we shouldn't really expect much from the defense until the end of October. And look, we're at the end of October. So now we see a little bit more of Spags getting what he wants done and then the players also adapting to all of that. And Kyle Saunders is really kind of blooming right in front of our eyes, and I really, really like that. Um, 
I'm glad we got the win. I, I didn't expect to win this game. So, hey, a win's a win, and go Chiefs. Something Colin Saunders told me, and gr- grateful for the call, by the way, something Colin Saunders told me was that, you know, the first few weeks he was inactive, third-round pick for Brett Feach. First few weeks he was inactive, and he wasn't ready. But you have an injury. That's how the NFL works. How many times have we seen it, Jay, where guys are fortunate to be in their position, and you don't want the Chris Jones injury, but what did that lead to? Colin Saunders probably getting in way before he was ready to do so, and you're seeing where I think, like you've seen with Juan Thornhill, you you catch up to the speed of the game, and then you could see, okay, this is the player that the Kansas City Chiefs drafted. Yeah, I thought Colin Saunders played well, and I think he's been playing well. He even had that pass is defended, too. You know, he, the arm's up. He's not the, uh, the the tallest of guys, but he had that passes defended, which I think is an extremely important stat. That's why Ogba actually has more than those than Chris Jones. It's something he does. But he's been playing well. And this guy's got kind of a chip on his shoulder. You know, don't let the nice guy did some flips at Western Illinois fool you. Right. He had to show out the, the senior, senior bowl. bowl. Senior bowl flips. The, well, the senior bowl, he had to showcase himself because people didn't want to buy into one double-A talent. And he was doing against Division One talent. And he really shot up. If the senior bowl helped anybody. It was Colin Saunders. I could see why the Chiefs took a chance on him. But again, he's just six foot. You know, he's not six two, six three. He batted a ball down today, and I thought an extremely important time. But he's showing some shiftiness on that defensive line, moving around, getting into the gap, and doing some things. And I think that Derek Nottie had a good game too. Push him to the outside. But again, you're not without you're without Clark and you're without uh, Alex Okafor. So you're, you're relying on Ogba to step up, which he did, which he's continued to do for this team. And you're asking Daniel Passanio that's had really, um, well, obviously the best year of his career. It's not even close. But you're forcing him to the outside to set that edge. But it all starts with what you're doing in the middle. Teams will gash you and take your your soul away from you by running up the middle. Nadi and Colin Saunders needed to step up in the day they did. Yeah. Even Pinnell stepped up for the Chiefs. I don't know who he is, but he stepped up for him early on. Right. He signed with the Chiefs recently, kind of just a guy off the street that they ended up bringing aboard. And I think today you truly saw just how valuable of a player Chris Jones is. Comes into the game and, and you see how he pushes the offensive lineman right into Kirk Cousins, the Chiefs' only sack of the day. He registered two quarterback hits, one tackle for loss, three combined tackles, two of them solo. Chris Jones you, you notice just how much the Chiefs missed what Jones has to offer. And you know, Frank Clark, he has to get healthy now. He's got the neck injury. Adrian Rappaport said he might have gone today. Uh, some kind of a game-time decision ultimately doesn't play. What you get is Chris Jones back, and you, you really truly realize, okay, this is the Chiefs' most important defensive piece. It'll be nice to have Clark back. Don't get me Clark's wrong. Clark's good, but the rest but of you need defensive it, ends. You need Jones. Yeah, I mean, Okafor is stepping up. Ogba stepped up. Right. Okafor didn't play today. Tano you got Pettis- Emmanuel Ogba, by the way, for Eric Murray. These de- Exactly. These defensive ends were, were a Spags type. This is the type that he likes. The size, uh, the height, the, the weight. Everything is almost prototypical. It's almost like the Rockettes. You've got to be a certain size in New York before you do the leg kicks, Pete. I know you've been wanting to do this, but you have to be a I certain do. size to do this. I but do he, like he's to. got this, and defensive ends have been playing well at setting that edge. And this is what he wants. And I don't know if Frank Clark and these guys don't sleep on Ogba. I mean, this guy's quietly having a real nice season. The Chiefs coming. Leads his team in sacks. The Chiefs coming away with the 26-23 victory. Here was Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after the game. All right. Um, so, no injuries um, to report. Um, it was my hat goes off to Bucker for those last two field goals. That last one 
was as clutch as you can get. And um, our defense, I just thought, stepped up, had a, had a beautiful day, great game plan, and they executed well. Offensive line buckled down and did a nice job, which helped the running backs, and it helped um, our quarterback. I thought Matt, was, that was a gutsy performance now by him, and, and utilized his, uh, his receivers. I thought he did a good job with that. Uh, special teams, we had a couple of nice returns there. Um, can learn from a couple of them, but I uh, had, had a couple there that were, were very good. But field position became a big part of it. We dang near gave it away at the end, but we kind of hung on to, um, to bring it back to where we needed to do to get that field goal. So anyways, with that time, George. Specifically on Stephon Diggs, on catch, what, what was working well for you guys in that Yeah, so listen, I'm, I'm proud of our defense for um, continuing to work and get better. And so one of the objectives was to get better every week and, and a goal there, and they've done that. Some of the young guys are growing up, and um, and they've got, they've got a, a great quarterback and, and great skilled position players. And um, I thought our guys really buckled down and did a nice job again, challenged them. And then guys up front, you got you know, my echoes off to them for the pressure that they were able to get there at the end on the quarterback. Coach, you've answered a lot of questions this season about the run defense. Yeah, so, well, he's a great running back and, uh, and the best right now going. And so he... Um, um, you know, our, our guys buckled down. They took that challenge, and they, they worked hard this week to make sure they, they started with that and but still kept their pass rush ability up and be able to cover on the, on the drops there. So I, I think that's a good football team. I think Mike's done a nice job. Zimmer has done a nice job with that group, and, um, you know, it's a good win. It's a good win for us, too. You're listening to Chiefs head coach Andy Reid on 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, so I mean, those are a couple of big plays now, and both he and Kel stepped up right at the end there. And uh, I mean, those were big time, big time plays. That last play to get us between Kels and then Tyreek coming back, making somebody miss, getting upfield, getting down, being able to preserve some time there to so we could kick it. Um, I thought we were a bit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Chris did a nice job. He, uh, it's good to get him back in there. Yeah, so the longer this goes, the more we'll be able to get a few guys back in. And, um, you know, we'll just add them to the mix so we have a little bit more depth. It's good to have the experience some of these guys have gotten. Um, that'll help us down the road here. Andy, just talk about the obvious relief that you feel getting one at home again. Yeah, well, the crowd was phenomenal. I mean, they were uh, there was a lot of purple up there, and they just uh, voiced them out, that whole thing with the – clapping over the head and all that. Um, I thought our PA guy did a nice job of cranking up with a little arrowhead pride there, man, yanking that the music My guy! And knocking that out. He just nulled that clapping deal and kind of brought us right back to home. Could you speak to the, the veteran presence and poise and match showed in those last two drives under pressure? Yeah, yeah, a lot of pressure. I mean, they... Um, and he's he's got some fire to him, you know. He uh, he's a tough kid because he took a couple of licks there and he, he got back up and finished. But um, just him calming the storm, I thought was was good. And that throw to Kels was was big. I mean, that was 
know, eh, weren't quite sure how that was going to go, but it, it worked out okay for us. What did you see on David? Yeah, so I thought 77 did a great job. You know, Andrew, he, he uh, came down and just kind of cleaned that side out, and uh, it popped it, and you know, my hat goes off to him. Getting him back in there and having a block like that was, was big. They blitzed. I mean, it was uh, man coverage. And then I thought Tyreek on that play uh, of getting down there and just walling that guy off, and only Tyreek could do that. I mean, he was the fastest guy out there, so he was able to get in position to wall him off. And uh, and I thought that was big on that. Wrapping up with Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Oh, more guys decided to put Tyreek out there for a couple of punt returns, and they looked like effective, effective what they wanted to do, a couple of four kicks. That's kind of the effect you want when you put him out there. Yeah, yeah, no, that was Dave's plan, and um, we were hoping, you know, you hope that he, that he gets an opportunity to catch it and return it, but um, if he doesn't, then the results were good results, yeah. How close was You know what, he, he's... He's close, um, but um, now Ed, you got to just know that he wants to be out there every. You know, he, it, it's not his decision on this. So it was, we kind of backed up on it. I mean, he, we listened to the doctors and the trainers and made the decision. And if he had it his way, he would have played. You know, the next play after it happened. So uh, that's how he's wired. Coach, he's starting to say that you know it would take four weeks for the defense to come together. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm not going to say a time on it, but, you, you know, to play, you just but need to get familiar. Yeah, what he said, I know what he said, right? So, uh, but it, the, you can see it happening. You guys are watching it. So um, we've we got we got so much room to improve. we got to keep going. We're not near where we can be and, and uh, will be. So uh, we just keep, keep pounding it and getting better and working hard. I think that's uh, this group's got a good mindset about them where uh, they'll, they'll work and uh, they're not afraid to do that. Last one, BJ. Richard Olsen, you've often spoke this season about margin of error. And for the second half, it's going away from the day of the Vikings, that short field, you say you learned something about your team every year throughout the course of the season. What do you think it is that you learned about your team today? Yeah, it doesn't, you know, it just doesn't seem to me that they worry about much on that kind of stuff. I don't hear guys moping around or this should have happened or that should have happened. I haven't seen that. Um, even in the losses, I didn't feel that. It was just, what can we do? Let's keep going uh, and strike, whether it's on offense or defense or special teams. It's, it's been that kind of group so far. So, I mean, that's a, that's a real positive thing and gives you opportunities in games like this right here. Yeah. All right, thank you. Okay, thank you. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, not, not a fan of the, the Vikings skull club. No, he says they take their hands, they put them on their heads. It's a skull club, man. It's very annoying. And you know what? They can do this on their way up I-35 back to Minnesota because I guarantee they're probably listening now in their cars, their purple uh, purple wagons listening to this you stuff. So? Yeah, with their, with their tail between their legs. I hope they had a good barbecue. I hope they tip their waiters and waitresses. Uh, while they're here, and I hope they continue to do this. <laughs> Anything for the KC economy, right? Well, right. think about we're, this. We're hosting you, you the draft You have to go back with an L, and then you have to drive through Iowa. Right. Have fun. It's not going to be much fun. And, and purple's ugly. The one part that stuck Except out just quickly on Andy Reid, uh, he commented about the defense getting better every week, and I think that's just something we need to remember. We want this drastic defensive improvement. Sometimes it takes years to build defenses. We understand that the Chiefs were that close to the Super Bowl. And, of course, you want everything now. What they're doing, and if they can figure it out and win along the way 
and figure it completely out by week 16 and game 16 and into the playoffs and you feel really good about the defense, turning the defense over with as many new players and a completely new system, as many new coaches, and being successful within the year is impressive. I understand why fans are upset the first few weeks. I understand the demands. But you got to give credit where credit's due. This is three games in a row now where you're finally starting to see some of the moves that Beach made and Spagnolo has implemented, and you're starting to feel, okay, maybe we have a complete team here. They needed to step up, and they had to step up. With Mahomes out, they had to step up. Here's the one thing, though. I do feel like they were stepping up even with the homes playing in Denver with those 11 passes. I felt the defense had turned the page, and they're being a little bit more physical and assertive. And I felt that the defense would have been good. And then Alex Okafor, after the game, talks about how the defense needs to step up without Pat Mahomes. That should have been the mindset from the beginning. But remember Spagnola. He had last year off to kind of look at things. First year since 1980, he touched off. Yeah, and he took a year off. He went to NFL Films. He sat up there in Philadelphia and watched and regrouped and resurfaced and thought about ways that he wanted to make some changes. Other coaches have done this, too. They take that little sabbatical, come back. He hired an all-star staff. I'm still really high on Matt House that's doing the linebackers that came over from Kentucky. I'm big on Brendan Daly. came from the Patriots, three rings. But he went out and put a good staff, Sam Madison, Dave Merritt, on defense as well. They put together a good staff. The Chiefs cleaned house on the defensive side uh, with the coaching staff. And it took a while, but they were starting to turn a corner a little bit in the Denver game. But they needed to step up. And again, don't always rely on Pat Mahomes. Go out there and be the people talked about. Don't be the punchline. You know, have some pride. There's some guys with some real pride, like the Honey Badger. Ton of pride. He didn't come here to be a laughing stock with his defense. And you know what? He's talked to talk and he's walking the walk. Reed also complimented playmakers Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey before having a Freudian slip of naming his favorite website, which is Arrowhead Pride. After this break, I don't think that's what he meant. After this break, we will hear from Tyreek Hill and Chris Jones. Thanks to our, our pal Steven Serta. You are listening to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The Arrowhead Pride Postgame Show. Presented by 7th Street Casino. We're giving away.